This episode of Road Soda is brought to you by Samuel L. Johnson's Bigger Dick Pills. Power, energy, confidence. Dominate your peers with Bigger Dick Pills. This all-new proprietary blend of yak urine and cobra cum has been the secret of the Orient for thousands of years. Shaolin monks of ancient China have long been known to have the most powerful members of any peoples. Able to withstand a powerful blow from even a sledgehammer, you too can experience this power now with Bigger Dick Pills. Be what you always knew you could be, a big dick guy. Samuel L. Johnson here. Don't mow brown town with your tiny dick. Call me now at www.biggerdickpills.com and get yourself a 30-day supply. Your wife is going to notice the difference. Your secretary is going to notice the difference. Your doctor. Well, don't tell your doctor about this shit. Uh, uh, just call me today for a bigger dick. www.biggerdickpills.com a Popco brand. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Road Soda, episode 73. On this episode we have our usual news, we have our uh, the 73 of course, some mail, and be sure to stick around towards the end of the show we have an interview with the amazing Summer XXX. She is an uh, sorry, she is a sex phone operator, and uh, she she called into our show and we did an interview with her. Very interesting pod, uh, very interesting interview, very fun. So, um, yeah, if you would like, you should follow her on Twitter at summerxxxfun. That's her Twitter account, and of course, if you want to give her a call yourself, you can find her on Night Flirt. Dot com and her account is summer x x x now onto the rest of the show so very uh, everybody mr greg mcginnis is out this episode he is very sick but he will be back next week so with me on this show to help move things along are mom and dad dad how you doing doing great Mom? I'm fine, thanks. Mom and Dad are here with me on the show, so Mom was saying earlier how she was very afraid that I was going to say things uh, and that she didn't like and make fun of her. Are you? Do you think that's going to happen? Are you asking them or me? You! I'm still, we'll see. We'll see. I'm not going to say anything. All right, well, let's move into 73, everybody. So Greg said that he was going to, well, sometimes what he'll do is he'll choose the, an episode of a, a show, like the 73rd episode of a show. And so that's what he was going to bring. So I was going to, I thought it would be fun to do actors or just famous people that had passed away at the age of 73. Um, and 
Pops, you're 72. And uh, it's not... I wasn't doing that on purpose. I didn't know you were going to be on this episode. <laughs> you're also not... But the, it's really surprising some of these people that, that passed away at the age of 73. I think you might know uh, some of these names on this list. For instance, Ed Sullivan, that horse... Ed Mr. Sullivan, Ed. Mr. Ed. No, Ed Sullivan that passed away at seventy-three. He's not a horse. What are you talking? Are you sure? About? Mr. S- Ed Sullivan did the Ed Sullivan show. That's where the yeah, peanut, with the peanut the... butter and the horses. What the hell are you talking about? No, what? <laughs> that's how they made him talk. No, that was that's Mr. Ed. Mr. Ed I don't is think, the horse. No. Oh come on, he's just being a douche. <laughs> well, all right, whatever you want to say. What a... Ed Sullivan had the Ed Sullivan show. That's where the Beatles were. The Beatles is that how they got discovered? Um, well, they definitely we helped him out. Helped him out. Definitely helped him out. They were Old, famous in who know? Elvis, Elvis Presley was on Ed Sullivan. That was a Sunday show. It was a variety. Who show. knew a horse could give somebody so much cachet? Okay, so if we're going to talk about a horse, <laughs> we're going to go to Mr. Ed. Mr. Ed. Mr. Ed. The guy with the talk show. Do you know who did the voice <laughs> for Mr. Ed? Do you see what he's doing? Chill Wills. Chill Wills. There you go. What age do you think Chill Wills passed away? Uh, chill. Why Rose. did you even say anything about Mr. Ed? What? Did somebody die at 70 in 1973? No, not in 1973, but at the age of 73. So who died at 73? Like what A horse named Ed Sullivan. You're so funny. All right, also Joan Crawford that passed away at the age of 73. Okay. I was trying to look up uh, Chill Willis. Wills. Wills, yeah, sorry, Chill Wills, to see Theodore Childress, to see what age he died. Uh, he lived from 1902 to 1978, so he was 76. Uh, he'll, we'll do him on the 76th episode. Um, at, <coughs> take a sip of that road soda. So, at um, <laughs> also passing away at the age of 73 was Charles Darwin. You know the guy that invented those awards? Charles. The Darwin Awards? Darwin. Yeah. That's what he did. Yeah. Maybe. It's like you and I, you and I raise somebody that really likes to use his brain, huh? Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, okay. So uh, somebody else who passed away, this is, this is more from your era. James Monroe. You might know him as the husband of Elizabeth Monroe. Wasn't he a president from like the 1800s? I know Sam, you I know Sam Monroe. <laughs> Is, I think <laughs> James Monroe, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, you're, you're getting people. From the swinging era of um, R&B and hip-hop, Cole Porter died, passed away at the age of 73. Well, I've heard of him. Cole Porter? Yeah. Cole He's Porter. A band leader. Yeah. He was, he, he was like... Um, like musical theater kind of thing, I'm pretty sure. Uh, and Erwin um, Schrodinger, the smartest guy with arguably the dumbest name. There's never been an Erwin to even come close to as smart as Erwin Schrodinger was. Do you know who Schrodinger? Schrodinger? Nope. Um, so in physics, it's like one of those things. Uh, it's a thought experiment in physics that is like on the edge of like metaphysics and so and he uh it's called schrodinger's box and it's something that people love to talk about as like um one of those things like it could or can't be or anything is happening infinite possibilities on 
um, like things happening and not happening. And, and what his the thought experiment was is you have a cat in a box with a radioactive material, right, in a box. Mm -hmm. And you put the two in there and you close it. And um, before looking in the box, there's no knowing if the cat is alive or dead. So both possibilities exist until you observe. And that is, um, yeah, so does that make sense? Dead cat with uh, uranium? No, I'm already annoyed just hearing that whole scenario. Well, they never they did it. They didn't actually. They never actually put a cat, a dead cat, in a box. It was just the thought experiment, mm -hmm. saying, "Okay, imagine this." But Erwin uh, Schrodinger, <coughs> take a sip of that road soda, and <laughs> so now you know. And last but not least, you might know him from his uh, most famous work, the complete James Brown Christmas. James Brown not died, yet. passed away at seventy-three. Okay. Yeah, so that wraps up for... So Greg was I mean, here, he would do him. a couple yeah. of... I, what? I've heard of him, I just don't know. James Brown? Yeah. You heard of him? I've heard of him. Yeah, me too. So. <laughs> it's not like something I cared about. And uh, real quick, I wanted to do a shout out to countries that have been listening to the show because uh, I think that's something fun to do. So shout out... Check this out. What would you, what would you say if I told you that... Uh, over the past week, we had 13 Brazilian listens. Oh my God! Yeah, 13 people in Brazil. Shout out to Brazil, and of course uh, Indonesia. We had four. Mexico, four listens this week. Chile, Argentina, Peru. This is crazy. Something seems uh, there's no way we got two listens from Honduras, Ecuador, Ukraine, and India. Okay, so far you were just hit, hitting the South American countries, but no, those other two, the Ukraine and... Ukraine, oh. they listen to podcasts, they try to get understanding of American culture. <clears throat> Pakistan, Egypt, cool. uh, Sri Lanka, I, um, looking at these numbers, if you guys are listening from there, thank you, that's really awesome, that's incredible, but I do have sneaking suspicions about those numbers. Every once in a while, as an advertising sort of thing, they'll these companies will give you a boost of like 50, but it's like, it doesn't even make, it doesn't even, it's not real, it's not real people. It's just like makes it seem like a computer is doing it. And, um, but anyway, it's to make you want to go and buy that from them and then get right. more, but that does nothing. We, we need real listeners out there, like, uh, like our good friends Grant and uh, Jeff and Nelly and Pick and Flick. All these people like to write into pick and pick flick. And pick you and like flick. Pick your nose and flick it. Oh my god. Well, yeah. Well, what did you think a, it meant? Is that Katie listening? No, <laughs> it's it's a it's a friend of ours who is an OT, an over the truck driver. Oh god. And he prefers to be uh, referred to as pick and flick. He's a great guy. He likes to write into the show. He's the one that did I tell you that synchronicity about how. Uh, we were doing an episode about synchronicity. We told people to write in, and he wrote in saying that every morning he stops at this place and he gets a cup of coffee every morning on his way out from his truck. Mm -hmm. And um, there was this one morning he skipped his coffee. He doesn't know why. He just decided to skip it. And as he's going up through the Shenandoahs, fog starts to set in horrifically. And then he gets through the Shenandoahs. And just to a few hours later, here on the radio of a massive like 300 car pileup because of the fog in on the road that he was just on. 
saying, so if he had stopped to get his coffee that morning. He might have been in that he mess. He might have been in that mess. Cool. Interesting, huh? Mm-hmm. And then he sent in a news article from the incident to us. It, was, it happened in like 2013, I think. Mm-hmm. But it was like, yeah, a news article. Interesting stuff. <coughs> Boy, you guys are going to get smashed on this one. <laughs> uh, Nana's sick. We can't make fun of her. We're not making fun of her. We're just trying to make light of the situation. So moving steadily on with the rest of the show, we got some news. Well, this one comes to us from, um, I don't know. I don't know what state this is particularly. Oh no, this is from Ireland. Okay. I hope you guys are going to like this. A warning has been issued to the public by the Irish medical journal about the dangers of medical experimentation after it emerged, a man injected himself with his own semen oh to treat God. back pain. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes, that is... Yeah, isn't that... What do you think that would work? I don't know. Apparently it didn't, right? Um, Why? What ended up happening? Does it say what happened to him? Oh, yeah. So... <laughs> The case in question involves 33-year-old man who was complaining of severe lower back pain after lifting a heavy steel object. Hmm. I wonder what that was. Maybe weights? That's weird that they don't just say he was, like, working out. Get to the point. <laughs> what happened to him? I'm getting to the point. I think we've already... Uh, however, upon further examination the man of the man by doctors, a red rash on his right upper arm was identified. It was then that the patient admitted that he had been injecting himself with his own semen for a year and a half. Isn't that some great news? No. That's not news. That's it's, that, that is that's news. Just, that's, that's, well, that's, that's just... Well, his back is hurting. That's just interesting stories that. and it's ridiculous. So while he... So once he admitted himself... Makes me want to throw up. Makes you want to throw up? What part of it? Is it, is it all the... Just um, ha- picturing this guy getting himself to do that... Mm-hmm. For a year and a half? For a year and... A, and it didn't work. At what point? That's a very long study. That's, that oh is a my, very. Oh that's a very God, thorough study. <laughs> so people are stupid. They are stupid. Do you think it's stupid that? Um, yeah, he let it go on for a year and a half, and he when he went there, his he got his back fixed. Being there, they were able to fix his back, but they were like, "Hey, you got there's like an abscess oh, from where lovely. you're putting this in yourself mm. because it was intro." Uh, muscularly so it's like going in the muscle and it's just do you want us to cut that out for you you know certainly he said no i'm fine mate see you later okay (laughs) he walked in he walked his irish you're making me dizzy with this medical stuff all right fine enough of that article this is more of a uh this is this this one comes to us from um what was i where is this coming comes to us from rhode island right Woman reports dead dog on road, and officials are in for a surprise. What do you think of that? Kristen Poletta was driving to work in Providence, Rhode Island one morning last fall when she saw something that made her heart instantly sink. This came last fall, and they're just reporting on it, January 18th. Like, they're scraping (laughs) the bottom of the barrel at this point. There's nothing going on this week. Get that dog story out here. A little mound of shaggy black fur. Mom, you've got a very sad look on your face. It's okay. (laughs) It's okay. This has got a a good one. 
A little mound of shaggy black fur was lying on the side of the busy road, and it was wearing a pink collar. Saddened by the sight, Paletta reached out to the Providence Animal Control Center as soon as she got to work to report it was... It's, sorry, to report it. So I'm just going to read her text real quick. It says, Hi, I saw a little black Yorkie or schnauzer <coughs> in the road and clearly had been dead for a while. I was late for my meeting and wanted to stop so bad. He or she had on pink collar. I just wanted to be able to tell its family it was on West River Street between the stop and shop <laughs> and Secretary of State Office in Providence. Okay, I just want to tell the family I saw your pancake pup. Um, let's let's look at a picture uh, of the dog. She said pancake pup. <laughs> yeah, she did. So let's look at a picture of the dog and... Um, there it is. There's your dog in question. I saw a little Yorkie wearing a pink collar. I saw a little Yorkie wearing a pink collar. Like a, it doesn't look like a Yorkie. Doesn't look like a, it doesn't That's because what we are looking at here for the viewers at home is a pile of tumbleweave. What we have it's here like a wig. is a it's wig. Like a wig. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> What we have here so is a turns black out somebody's weave wig. flew off their head and landed on the ground, and it's got a and it's got a, a pink chain hanging off of it. Too. Uh, no, that's the crack on the sidewalk. Oh, is it? And oh, yeah, okay. it's got a little pink um, oh, tie on it from oh, you know, Lord. and which yeah, would look like a collar. Yeah. And I think it looks like a ponytail almost. So there's like a ball cup on, like yeah. a ball on it, one, end, and then the rest of oh, my it Lord. looks more like a smushed octopus than anything else. Oh, but um, yeah, so that turns out that turns out okay. And they said, hey. <coughs> Hey well, there. Normally would be funny, but no, I just don't, I just find it ridiculous. Police department. Oh. Uh, but no, I would have done the same thing. I would have done that because <laughs> I'm not in a rush to get anywhere. But if it. So they text her back and they go, "We have to dispatch officers that way. Just tell them uh, what you told me. The number is whatever." And then a little while later, at 1:32 p.m., the animal ended up being a wig. <laughs> <laughs> we checked a little while ago. I hope that makes you feel better. It doesn't. I even care more about wigs. This is the worst day ever. Oh, jeez. No, I'm kidding. She didn't say that. <laughs> so, um, that is... That's the news. Um, so, always always some interesting yeah, no news, news going on. Now, what do you mean, no news? That's not news. It's all interest... Interest stories. pieces. Interest, yeah. It's not, there's not, is that what we should news. change that, that that's section? That's what news is turned into nowadays. Interest it's stories. It's not news. It's just interest stories. To just so, then what do you deem news? Mrs. Cooper. You know, things that happen in, in the world. That, How about this? That, that affect, did happen in the world. No, no, that affect, a you know, like people around, you know, like weather is news and... Okay, well, how about, you know, do you think this is news? Do you think this is news? OAP chased to her death off of rooftop by gang of raging fill in the blank. I don't know what OAP Monkeys. In the third macaque murder in just three months. This story comes to us from India. Oh, those Seven. monkeys are getting pissed, huh? It's finally they're happened. You know of, the movie you saw? Si yeah. Planet of the Apes. So they, they're you know just sick movies? of those people. They're just sick of those people annoying them and, they, you know, they multiply. Yes, they do, and they're strong, and they're, gang, they're gangs of them, and they run the yeah. streets. A 60-year-old woman has died after falling oh, off no. a terrace in India while being chased by a gang of violent monkeys. That's well, right. Either stay away from the monkeys or... You can't. They live everywhere, man. Okay. If you well, want to stay away from the monkeys, you'd have the to... The problem was that she ran out of bananas. She ran out of bananas. She yeah. was feeding them. 
And then Did one day she didn't. Is that what happened? No, but I, that, what do you oh. think? Stopped it. Uh oh, folks, uh, we had an ambulance pulling down the street, and Barbara, being the uh, neighborhood nosy Nelly, is now running outside to get the DL. We'll be back with you with this breaking news story in just a moment. Are you still listening to this podcast with your sad dick? Right now, call me at www.biggerdickpills.com and get half off a double order of a Big Dick Pills right now. If it's good enough for the Chinese, is it good enough for you for a dick that will change your life? www.biggerdickpills.com today. All right, we're back with uh, we're back with Road Soda and and uh, what, so what happened? We heard the ambulance outside. You were feet on the street. What'd you see? Nothing. Why? Because it probably stopped a block away. Probably stopped a block away. Well, okay. All right, everybody, uh, <coughs> drink that Road Soda. So, the yeah, the victim who age varies in reports between 58 and 59, even in death, she's not willing to divulge her true age, uh, was bitten to death after oh wandering, wandering into a field. Oh, this is a different one. They're just now going over all the, the, all the, monkey, the monkey attacks. Ugh. So it is I happening. Know, it's like, how do you handle that? Because it's like the monkeys, the monkeys are out there wild. And well, unless, unless the the specific vicinity, the city that they're referring to where this is happening, or mm-hmm. the or the town, start doing something to regulate that, then they're taking over the monkey. And they are habitat. well. There, you know, the population so like, in India is so out. It's very right. high so it, density, it, right. and they're just so fighting like, for. Do you, do you do you take care of the people or do you take care of the monkeys? I think there's at a this point in time, it's way like to do both, maybe. I think the people need ah. to be more cautious about how they're sprawling I, I really into feel these like they, areas. Yeah, they need to stop. The monkeys, I think they need to sterilize them. I don't sterilize think that's something them. that happens on a regular basis. It happens. Well, enough. Those people have been coexisting with monkeys for hundreds of years. Yeah, you're right. They but can keep doing but there's so many you're right. I just, but do you, do you think there there's getting to be too many people? Too many people and, and too many people. Well, the monkeys are populating just like the people are. So I guess it's, so. it's either one. I mean, it's like it's not like the in, monkeys stopped growing. Yeah, you're right. It's like... In the early... In the late 70s, early... 80s? Early 70s, late 60s, the United States participated in a program where the uh, urologists... From the United States, people going through urology studies in school. Is this a study of pee? No, but it is a sort of study of another part of that. Oh. They they would send their <laughs> the students yeah. uh, to India and they would work and they would do anyway. What was it? I I had I went and got clipped. A vasectomy? Yeah. They would give the monkeys vasectomies. No, men. Mm. volunteer to get a vasectomy in, and if they got a vasectomy they would either get two dollars or a portable AM radio so that's just, that seems about luring, the worth of having kids just luring them in. <laughs> well, well, having dollars. kids a radio having kids yeah well they were getting radio. the vasectomy for nothing I mean some people that don't want kids they have to pay for that dollars I mean two dollars is a lot of money for some of those farm people over yeah there. yeah because you know uh, you're right especially 70 years ago well I think that's a no, that is back in the 60s up to that sorry yeah you're right back in the 60s that's maybe it happened in 1973 yeah there you go check how mm-hmm. check out how that goes well that is the news and that almost so uh, we would now be rolling into the millennial book club at this point where we watched 
Catherine Ryan's In Trouble. So Catherine Ryan is a stand-up comedian. We're not going to talk about that on this episode because Greg is not here, so we'll roll it over to the next week, and we'll talk about that next week with Greg here. Um, but now, without further ado, let's just go into... We'll go into the interview. And um, so, Mom and Dad, I told you who the interview was, right? Well, you heard at the beginning when I said Summer XXX. Well, yeah, she's a phone sex operator. Have you... What do you know about phone sex operation? Have you ever met somebody that did that? Absolutely not that I know of. Not that you know of. Right. No. No. You, Dad, you told me a story about a guy who worked. <coughs> Take a drink. You told a story you don't have about to a guy. Remind them. Yeah, I do. That's the fun part. Ugh. <coughs> I'm sorry, guys. If you should probably pull the car over if you're drinking this. I much. <laughs> did not personally know that person, but it was a. I mean. It was known in the organization that some dweeb did this. So what what was it? What organization? Was it the Mafia? Yeah. Well, I was with the United States Border Patrol. But at the time, the Border Patrol was part of a larger organization, USINS, Immigration Naturalization Service. And somebody in one of the larger cities, New York City or Chicago, had taken his government credit card and run up, and he had used it for phone sex. <laughs> it was a hell of a bill, too. I mean, they they published oh, cause the it, numbers. Oh, because it was like 99 cents for the first minute? And uh, anyway, the he, this guy, he was like the joke. I mean, he was fired, oh I guess. But, uh, how, do you remember the number? How long ago was that? Like how high? How much money? Oh, it was... I don't know. I, no, I think it was like a thousand. It was over a thousand bucks. I'm pretty sure. And back then, in like what? Yeah, because phone calls were 90s, a lot of money. That's Before, uh, cell phones. A thousand dollars is probably long distance was a means long. a little I more, think, doesn't it? I think we were in Vermont when. Oh, were we? Yeah. So back in the eighties, into the nineties. Racking it up on that government cheddar. Oh, it's fine, baby. We can keep talking. <laughs> You're paying for it. Well, I'm sure he ended up paying. <laughs> He ended up paying back and he got fired. So. Oh, jeez, yeah. that's horrible. Well, wow. Oh, well. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't know you guys could see all that. <laughs> that's probably the worst part. I of mean, so seriously, ignorant. does he not pay his bills? You look at a phone bill. Every phone number is on phone there. You bill could see. Or the credit, with the the credit day, card charge. Well, that guy, that that they got rid of that guy. And don't you worry. Nobody is, nobody's tax dollars are going towards that guy's good time any longer. The yeah. government's not going to do yeah, that kind back of stuff. In the 80s, We're not paying for anyone's good yeah. times anymore. They've cleaned it all up. Everything is good. Right. We would never pay for anyone's vacations or yachts or anything. So don't worry about any of that. Um, but we do have on the show Summer XXX. She was, right. again, she was a really uh, fun interview. So please enjoy it. And if you, you should follow her at summer xxx fun on twitter and of course if you want to call yourself you can find her on night flirt and it's summer xxx is her name so this is a um a really fun interview that we did and i went through and i was going to uh cut it a little bit and like kind of take things out but as i was listening to it there is um a very fun element to just how how it came out so i just kind of left it how it was there was a few things i did take out just because um you know, we had like interruptions with 
the phone not working and whatnot. But either way, I hope you do enjoy the episode. If you ever and um, and if you have any feedback about the interview or anything, please write into the show at roadsodamail at gmail.com. Again, that's roadsodamail at gmail.com. And of course, subscribe to the podcast wherever you subscribe so you can crack a road soda every Monday. Every morning, when you, every Monday morning you get up for work, there will be a road soda waiting for you. Nice, crisp, and fresh. And follow us everywhere at Road Soda Podcast. Again, that's at Road Soda Podcast. You can follow us anywhere. Thank you, Mom, and thank you, Dad. Thank you, thank you. You're welcome, honey. You're welcome. Thank you. All right. Enjoy the interview, everybody. This episode of Road Soda is also brought to you by Tits and Grits. When the bar shut down, we open up everything. Our doors, breakfast buffet bar, and much, much more. The breast breakfast restaurant you've been waiting for. Unrivaled girls and unmatched prices. Eat through your drunk until you spunk. Titty grits! The only thing that can make a titty bar better is bacon. Titty grits! Every morning from 2 to noon, we'll see you there. Titty grits! Is that your dick? You can't go to Tits and Grits with that dick. Somebody gonna mistake it for a Jimmy Dean. Call me now at www. BiggerDickPills.com and enjoy tits and grits the way it should be enjoyed with a big old dick. Hello, welcome to uh, this great interview. This is our first interview in a very long time. I'm Isaiah Cooper. With me is Greg McGinnis. Yes, we are interviewing the night flirt sensation that is known as Summer XXX. How are you doing, Summer? I'm doing great. How are you guys? We are really happy to have you here. That's how we're doing. We're very happy. Thank you. Um, so Summer reached out to us through Craigslist. We put a call to Craigslist to see who had a story that they wanted to tell us. We had a, just a whole uh, flood of people asking or reaching out to us with their stories. All of them very unique and interesting, and especially... Miss Summer here. Who, uh, Summer? What do you What do you do? Tell us, everybody, what you do. I am a phone sex operator. You hear that? <laughs> so, so Summer, how do you get into something like that? I'm, I'm I'm sure everyone's curious. Like, where do you come across? Did you know somebody in the business, or how do you come across that? That's probably the number one question people ask me because most people, you know, it's kind of like an old wives' tale almost. Like they think that. They know that people might do this out there, but they don't actually know anyone that does it. Um, I agree. I think it's more common that somebody is going to be like, I know a guy who calls a phone sex operator, but I don't know the phone sex operator. Where are they? You know? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, I ran across a Craigslist posting, actually, and um, I thought, oh, I would be really good at that. And so I responded 
and never heard anything back. And then a couple of days later, I was buying a birdcage from a woman on Craigslist. And I went to go pick it up. And out of the blue, she tells me that she used to be a phone sex operator. That's weird. That's interesting. I'm like, that has to be some kind of a sign. So You were meant for it. (laughs) Right? I mean, who the hell would ever expect that in a million years? So she kind of pointed me in the right direction, and I just took it and really ran with it. Um, I was completely committed. Uh, it was It's not easy work, and especially in the beginning, it's not, because there's a lot of competition out there. And so for me to make this a real business, um, the first six months, I was available minimum 65 hours a week. Wow. And of that 65 hours, how many would you say were you on the phone? Um, that's really hard to, to gauge because it's been, I've been doing this eight years now, so that was a long time ago, but I, I was pretty popular right away, (laughs) actually. Um, you just, you just had a knack for it. I, yeah, I never would have thought that this would be something that I would be so good at. I knew that I would probably like it and I've always been open-minded and, um, sexual, but I didn't think that I would be doing. This is the longest I've ever done anything in my adult, in my adult life. Can so, we can we ask? Would it be an infraction if we asked roughly how old you are? I just turned forty at the end of November. Forty. Okay. So started in your early. Th- okay. And uh, yeah. let, So one of my questions was going to be. You've kind of led into me asking it. How does like the. Is it mostly repeat customers? It sounds like repeat customers are a big part of it. Like, what's the percentage of just you're on this queue and someone that calls in, they want a specific thing and you're the person there versus Rusty calls every Wednesday at 10 p.m.? Um, you know, most of the people that I talk to, I have been talking to since the beginning. Wow. Um, wow. It, yeah, it's not very often that I get brand new callers. Um, probably more now. I have a cam line now, which I didn't in the early days. Um, and so that brings in new people but for the most part yeah all the people that I talk to on a regular basis are the ones that have really kind of kept me here at Night Flirt and kept me going and um did you start uh, at Night Flirt eight years ago like sounds like that's a big part of it you want to stay with the same outfit so that the people can keep kind of um I when I first started I was I had a middleman company that supplied all my pictures all my content. phone sex pimp? Is that what we're talking about? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and they charge like a pimp too, let me tell you. Um, they would take about 33% of what I made. Um, and at the pimp. time, that was good for me because I had a lot of questions and I was nervous. And I had an, an account manager, also known as my pimp. And she <laughs> she walked me through it. She held my hand the whole time. They did all of my website stuff, so I didn't have to do any HTML or any of that stuff. And But after a few years, once I really knew what the hell I was doing, I'm kind of like, why am I paying them 33%? Because I pay Nightflirt 30%. I was paying the middleman company 33%. And then I got what was left. Um, I don't do that anymore. Um, but at the time, I wasn't using my own photos, so they supplied all of my photos, and I had three different women that I played. So 
so to speak. Um, so it's trying to keep track of three different women, three different personalities, three different storylines. And it was kind of overwhelming. Um, but normally you have one listing that really, you know, is that's your bread and butter. And the other two are just kind of like fill in. And my main listing just blew up. It went crazy. And um, after a few years, I went on my own and decided I was comfortable enough to use my own photos. And it gave me a lot more freedom because I can make my own picture sets. Um, you know, I could make videos or GIFs or I could do cam. I could do kind of whatever I wanted. It opened up a whole new world where before I was so limited on what they gave to me. That is very interesting. So is that is that a big, uh, is that does that happen more often than not where the people that you might be calling are not matching the photos of the profiles that you're looking at? Yeah, um, I think that that is pretty common and most of the guys kind of know that. Yeah, they just want, it's just a fantasy, right? Yeah, and, it, and they, a lot of times they hope that it's a kind of a good representation of who they might be talking to. Yeah, they don't want to see I mean, some like young vixen, and then the phone line answers. Hello, what are we doing today? Are we sucking yeah, your right. dick or what? We've all seen that Aerosmith video, right? <laughs> yes, that's a big trope. Yeah. Is that always whoever uh-huh. you're talking to is way less glamorous than what you think you're talking to? So the good part for me was that the woman um, whose pictures I was using, she was much older than me. Um, not very attractive, in my opinion. She had a great body, but she looked kind of weathered <laughs> that's, a, that's a nice adjective <laughs> and so once i came out and was like this is the real me all my guys were like holy shit you're hotter than the person that you were pretending to be so that you reversed really catfish does what are you doing <laughs> <laughs> yeah it worked out great and I, I i love it now i'm totally used to it but in the beginning i was worried about you know stalkers or you know somebody in my family finding out or, or Has something any like of that, that been a problem at all no not whatsoever and everyone in my personal life knows what i do my kids know my family knows all of my friends know it would be really hard to keep it a secret especially for this long yeah yeah that would it, be- it sounds also like you're kind of comfortable with your uh, client list that you it's it's familiar to you so you're not really all that worried about any of the guys you regularly talk to no, and the, the other part, too, was that I was in Oregon uh, when I first started this, and most of the people that I talked to are on the East Coast, so for them to stalk me, it would be like a really long journey, <laughs> you know, um, and it just was never really an issue. Now I live in Florida, um, so I was a little bit concerned. I just moved here five months ago. And, uh, you know, being in the same time zone and being so close to everybody that, you know, would love to meet up with me in real life. Um, but that hasn't been an issue at all. That's good. That's good. Yeah. That it's, good. it's good to hear that that is, um, that's the case because I think from the outside, a lot of people are assuming that you're going to get a lot of stalkers or people that are going to try to, uh, reach out to you in real life somehow. So that's, that's mm-hmm. good to know that you're nice and safe. Well, and if you lay it down in the beginning, you know, that this is, these are the lines that will not be crossed, then, as long as you just stick with that, you know, I think a lot of the, the problem is, is that there are a lot of women that are promising to meet up with people and then well, they sounds, don't. That sounds like a slippery you know? slope. You got to keep that one up. Exactly. I just try to be honest. I try to treat people the way I want to be treated and it, it's worked out for me so far. 
That sounds like a lazy shortcut phone sex operator trick to always have the allure of I'm going to meet you in the parking lot next week. As opposed to like a legitimate, you know, you know what this is. I know what this is. Let's let's do it without any. Let's just have fun with it without any bullshit expectations that are not going to happen. I've heard of guys that are, you know, buying plane tickets for women and then, oh, my grandma died or, you know, whatever. It's like I I don't want to waste anybody's time and money. I'm not going to keep them as a client if I'm trying to fuck them over. Yeah. You know, so let me ask you this. What uh, age group are we talking about here? The guy I'm imagining fairly older guys that can afford a relationship that's like two or three bucks a minute for eight years. Yeah, it's an expensive little hobby for sure. Um, that's kind of tough because now, I mean, I think that the younger generation, they're almost um, less fortunate than like I was growing up. They've, they've grown up with all this porn at their fingertips, right? Um, everywhere you look, it's all sex, sex, sex. We can easily view porn. It's free. There's, um, you know, a ton of it out there. And I think that a lot of the younger guys require it now where 20 years ago, it wasn't like that. So I think that they call less and for shorter periods of time, but I still have, I have people in early twenties all the way up to 76. Wow. 76. (laughs) Yeah. Do you make him sign a waiver every three months that it wasn't your fault if he keels over? Yeah. <laughs> no. At the bottom of Night Flirt, it says this is for entertainment purposes only. So that covers me there. Nice. <laughs> you know, eight years ago, so back in 2010, I'm trying to think what, how big of a shift the, the free porn landscape has undertaken in the last eight years. Have you noticed any difference? Because I feel like with like Pornhub, YouPorn, there's like a handful of like really big ones now that it really is at fingertips whereas maybe eight years ago it might not have been so pervasive do you think isaiah eight years ago it was as easy no to come across it was as, yeah definitely especially more accessible with with handhelds but it sounds like you summer have moved into more of the visual aspects of it too with your cameras and your uh with the cam stuff that you're doing in the <clears throat> the gifts and whatnot so uh do you think that has kind of grown a little more as the porn aspect itself has grown? Um, You know, I think eight years ago, there was just as much porn as there is now. I think now there's more amateur stuff because it's easier for us to take our own videos and edit our own stuff and put it out there for the world to see. Um, But back then, I didn't even know that there was all this free porn out there. (laughs) Yeah, no, I mean, it's becoming easier and easier. I didn't know. once I learned this, I was kind of like, why the hell does anybody ever pay me, you know, two, three dollars, four dollars? If I'm on cam, it's three ninety nine a minute. Why are they paying me this when there's all this free stuff out there? And so I started asking my guys, why are you paying me? <laughs> you can get this for free. And the bottom line is you can't get it for free. You have to wade through so much bullshit to find the good stuff whatever it is you're looking for that it's just not worth it so there it's worth it to them to pay to know what they're going to get know it's going to be good and then they can move on with their day the guys obviously that are in a long-term thing with you don't want to just go onto some random cam and be watching the cam performer talking to bob and ricky you know the cam performer is going no ricky i don't want to really do that today thanks a lot jimmy and he's, and he's, and he's Steve, and he's left out in the cold, and it just only reminds him he's 
by himself in his apartment. Yeah. yeah. I think one-on-one definitely is more intimate. And especially if you want to build a rapport, um, it's different. It's definitely different than going and watching, you know, in a room with 500 other guys and all the noise and, you know, you don't have the one-on-one attention. Is that really the goal of what you want to do is to um, grab a client and have them become like a long-term client? Oh, absolutely. Yes. I prefer to, to get to know someone and, and know their, not necessarily their story, but at least their likes and their dislikes and, and all of that. That's usually the, for me, that's the point. Um, and, and it's been good to me to have, you know, yeah. the golden rule is that I treat people the way I want to be treated. And, and I think that that goes a long way in personal and in business. I think you're you're absolutely. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter what business um, you would ever be in. So I, you kind of talked about this before that you've never um, that everyone in your family or, or not your family, but your your close people close to you know that you're doing this. Have you? Has anyone ever called in that you knew that you were like, oh, I know this person. I know who this is. <laughs> no, not that I'm aware of. Oh. Um, I would be mortified Uncle if they Dave? did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But I, I'm really, really good at voices. Like I, I'm a collector of voices. Sometimes, you know, somebody will call me that I've talked to for years and they'll try to disguise their voice to trick me. Why would they do that? Just for fun. (laughs) (laughs) But I always know it right away. So I think that if one of my, if anything, it would be like, you know, a girlfriend's husband or boyfriend or something like that. Um, But as far as I know... Nobody that I know has ever called me. And, and I mean, the calls are all coming in like nationally. Is this just national or is this worldwide? Oh, no, this is worldwide. I've talked to people in uh, probably every country by now. So are any of your long-term uh, clients international? Um, that seems like it would be even like more expensive. No. It is. It's like an extra 20 or 30 cents a minute for international calls. Mm. Um, I have a couple of long-term, like maybe two, three-year people that are from like Australia and one oh. is uh, Egypt. Okay. Taiwan. Taiwan. But not, but not eight years. Not, not, not the duration. Right, right. So as far reaching as Australia. That's, well, so the mm-hmm. chance of one of her friend's husbands calling in is probably pretty remote. Pretty remote. Since anyone in the world could, you know, go on to Night Flirt and, yeah, and find yeah. Summer XXX. Summer XXX on Night Flirt. Also, That's right. Um, have, uh, let me ask you this. Have you yes. ever fallen in love on the job? Have you ever um, have you ever caught some feelings, Summer? You ever caught yes, feelings for a client? Oh, yes, oh. absolutely. See, Especially, Greg was over here shaking his head like, nah. No, she's nah. a pro. Yeah, she's totally and you won't. know what? And everybody's going to be like, oh, she's a liar. She's just telling people what they want to hear. No. Um, in the early days, I was married. and um, How did that go? Um, <laughs> you know, he, he wasn't thrilled about it, but he was supportive. But we didn't really know what all it meant, you know. We didn't know that yeah, I would yeah. potentially be watching people. Um, obviously, people weren't watching me back then. And also, I would like to add, I do not take off my clothes. I don't perform on oh. cam. That's a big um, line to not cross. That's good. That's that's a yeah. lot of, okay. 
Um, there's a lot of girls there, you know, that, that's already filled. There's a lot of girls out there doing all kinds of things on cam, but I market myself in a way that I don't need to do that. So yay for me. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's awesome. But, um, when, when you said the cam but, thing, I said, that seems to me like a much bigger leap than getting on the phone and talking to people and putting on a persona or, you know, maybe like a higher dramatization of your actual personality. But once you're on a cam, like most people, that's that's a much bigger thing, right? How how far into the business were you before the first cam thing happened? Um, it was about six years. Okay, so it's only a couple yeah. of years in. And and yeah. did you do and it I because you terrified. wanted to? I bet. <laughs> what, what was, I was the, what what caused you to get into the cam thing? Was it just kind of the business is going there, or what was the thought process to adding the cam aspect? Well, it really wasn't necessarily my choice. Um, when I decided to go on my own and not use the middleman company anymore. Um, it was all technical stuff that I don't really quite understand, but for me to be able to keep my listings and keep my ratings. So right now I only have just me. I don't have the, you know, two or three other girls that I'm playing anymore. Any of that It's just me. I have one profile. Um, but back then for me to be able to keep my ratings points was the main thing. Cause I have very high ratings. and I didn't want to start back over at zero. Um, it was a lot of technical stuff that had to match up between the middleman company and night flirt to make it to where I was just me and night flirt. Um, so it was like a two or three week period where we didn't know if it was going to work and I really didn't have a plan B. (laughs) So it was, uh, I met up with a girlfriend and she's like, you know, get on cam model directory. It's all cam. And but at the same time, it was a dominant role, so I was not performing. I was not taking my clothes off, um, and I was there for about three weeks, and I just killed it. Wow! That's and awesome. the owner of Cam Model Directory is like, I don't know how you're doing it without taking your clothes off, but whatever you're doing, keep doing it. And then once Night Flirt and I found out, yes, our you know our listings would be compatible and all that i went back to night flirt i was trying to juggle them both for a little while and it was just too hard and i already had such a great thing going with night flirt i'm like why would i start completely over somewhere else you know yeah so, already, so the cam thing so you're doing people. the cam thing you're doing now is part of night flirt yes okay and is it can i ask what's the mix of your cam people versus the phone guys did a lot of the phone guys transfer over or is it a totally different pool or some and some um a lot of my regular guys will call me on cam sometimes just because they want to see me you know watch my mouth move when we talk and that kind of stuff but really the big difference is is that when i'm on cam i'm the boss and i do a lot of jerk off instruction so i'm watching them they're watching me and I'm telling them how I want to see them stroke their cocks. Mm, you're very particular with how you. Want. Oh, so you, you can you can see them and they can see you. It's a two way cam yes. thing. Yes, okay. so I don't a, do yeah, just I chat. don't do just one way cam. Okay, we're, we're a couple of rookies with this stuff, so I didn't. Even, yeah. I didn't even imagine it. Too is there a three way cam option? Can you have people uh, watching you guys watch each other? Probably, I've never done it. Okay, that but is. I think that there is. So those are the, is that what you require or is that just what these guys are preferring? They're like, I want you to, I need you to watch me too. No, that's um, how I set it up. Okay. That's only, <laughs> I'm okay. like, this is what I want to do on cam. And it's usually 
I mean, jerk off instruction, um, come eating <laughs> instructions. I don't know how, how, how vivid you want me to paint this picture, but, um, yeah, it's me being the boss, telling them what to do, and they follow instructions. Is that Sometimes kind of like the MO toys. for every every call? Is like you're always going to be the boss? Is that is that kind of how it works? Or on cam, yes. Oh, okay, okay. Because once they think that they have any kind of control, then they're trying to you know take your top off. I want to see your tits. Blah 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 blah. Right, and so right. I I don't I don't allow that right out of the gate. So they know their place and they know where I stand. Okay. So I want to I want to shift gears, and I'm curious. You've had these relationships with these guys for. I imagine it's all guys. Are there any girls that call you regularly? No, no, women don't really call sense. phone sex. Yeah, that makes sense. I, there are male phone sex operators, but uh, as far as I know, most of the time it's men calling them. Yeah, I was, that, no I was, one is surprised that 99.9 percent of the callers are men. Why? <laughs> Yeah, I was thinking about that. Why didn't your 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 husband should have just got into the the male side of it? And then, uh... he was not interested in it at all. And I think <laughs> I'm just thinking about that now. We kind of when I said, "Have you ever caught feelings?" and you said yeah, you you did. I don't. I wanted to. I don't want to dig too deep in on that, but like, what happened with that? What was that? I just I just wanted to make sure I'm nice. Well, I need that. I need, basically, I, need I know we we kind of hopped right over that. And yeah, I didn't yeah. Need to. Um, it's probably Greg's fault. Ultimately, <laughs> I think that if you're talking with someone personally, sexually, telling them things about yourself, and for me, I don't, I don't have a lot of, of lies. Some of my stories I may embellish, of course, um, but I try to stick really close to the truth because that's going to be with you know easy for me to remember. If I'm spinning all these fabulous tales for every single person that calls me, I'm never going to be able to remember all that shit. So I think when you communicate with people a lot, eventually, yeah, you're going to find people that you have connections with. And so, yeah, there were times that I had some feels for for some of the people that I talked to. But at the same time, I also have to remember that they may not be completely honest with me, you know? Okay. I mean, they are... They're telling me who they want me to think that they are. That I may not actually be that person. Right. I so, mean, it's it's all about fantasy. That's the whole that's the whole point. Fantasy and and feeling secure. And some people just don't have any. You know, they have some cool, crazy, nasty stories that that they can't tell their friends or their you know partners or whatever. And sometimes, you know, know when we have a little secret. Sometimes we just got to tell somebody. <laughs> Right, yep. and then you're and you're the person. You're the person. Oh yeah, I love secrets. <laughs> I love you know. You know, I'm not surprised about the the potential popularity of a cam show without nudity, because I remember I used to go to Montreal when I was a kid. Every summer, they have some great uh, strip clubs up there on St. Catherine Street, and one of my fondest St. Catherine Street memories was a friend of mine who immediately was smitten with the. Pretty much the first she loves stripper. Me. Bro, bro, she loves me. Exactly. You don't know she's really cool, man. So you what, what happens is at these big places, this place was Super Sex. Little shout out to Super Sex because it's like a, a regular strip club on steroids. Once you once a girl comes down and she does a dance for you or whatever, you can go in the back to like a booth. And it's not like super seedy. I mean, you have a, a wide open space and she's just on a stage and you're in a little seat and you're kind of separated. And then, you know, depending on what you want. 
my buddy was back there so long we had to go back and someone they nominated me to go back and get him and I said hey come on let's go and he was like no 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 you don't understand we have like a connection and I was like dude you're <laughs> running you out of you're running out of resources to maintain this connection we actually had to leave the strip club he had to leave his watch as collateral so we could go to a cash machine so he could come back and pay it off and he and the watch was not worth what he owed by the way but I think they realized that we were both kind of drunk and it was his wife had given him the watch so we came back but listen when I went back there that girl not only was not stripping or anything she was kind of just sitting there hanging out talking to him about what she was doing in school and like what her you know what what she was looking to do for the and he was just he didn't care what the hell she was saying Uh, so so it makes me want to ask what type of you know with one of these people that one of these guys that you've been talking to for a long time what's the percentage of actual like down and dirty sex oriented conversation versus you know how are the kids doing in soccer practice or how's work going or whatever is it still pretty high oriented in towards the sex or how does that go yeah it is i would say it's probably 75 percent sex okay yeah i think just that's like fair. the average male brain <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> yeah um what is uh uh what is the most memorable phone call that you that you can recall like when you when people you meet somebody and you tell them you're a phone sex operator or, or maybe someone that's close to you like you gotta hear this shit this just happened to me this phone call just happened oh my god that's so hard it, you can it doesn't have to be the best it could just be the anything that that comes to your that comes to your mind i mean i i've seen a lot of stuff um one of the most memorable, which is probably, and it's not even that dirty, but um, I was taking a bath, and the person that I was talking to was playing the saxophone for me over the phone. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm laying in my bath like, oh my God, how fucking cool is this right now? I'm taking a bath. He's having a great time. He was playing some song by, I think, Sade, I think is her name. Uh, and what do you just play no, that on your speaker phone through your phone or how, what are you listening to the sax on through your end I have a landline and I use a headset that has a swivel mic and uh, surround sound nice. so I just had on my little headset while I was just soaking in a bubble bath that's awesome you know Summer your job is doesn't sound that different than what me and Isaiah do we also work on the phone we're in freight Similar with the headsets, and I would say probably a similar similar amount of lying. You know, we try not to lie, but there's a certain amount that is needed to kind of keep things greased and moving smoothly. Yeah. And then at a certain point, you just don't want to come up with stuff that you have to remember. You can't spin out too much bullshit because then you're going to get in trouble not remembering it all. Yeah, I'm, I'm obviously exactly. we don't get to sit in a bathtub listening to be uh, and being serenaded by sweet, sweet saxophone, <laughs> which... That is great. So what about, uh, how about the weirdest thing that, what about, what's the weirdest thing that comes to your mind that you've ever, or maybe, yeah, yeah, the weirdest. Wow, the weirdest. Yeah. Um, Like a request. Do you get a lot of, like, punishment requests, like, kick, kick me in the, kick me in the balls, yeah, that kind of stuff? Yeah, uh, that we call that cock and ball torture. Oh, is that what you call it? <laughs> well, we we call it CBT for short. C- um, CBT. CBT. 
Yeah, I like to be in control of some CBT for sure. I had this guy the other day that uh, had on something called a, what was it called? Um, Uh. (laughs) I think it was called just a ball crusher, I think. And it looks like, (laughs) looks like two pieces of plexiglass and there's a place that the cock goes through. Right. And then you guys might want to look this up after we get off the phone just so you know what I'm talking about. That was pretty interesting. That is very. I have very not seen that so wait, before. You, you had to. You actually saw this. Oh yeah. Okay, so yeah, because he was on. He was doing the video thing. Oh yeah, he's yeah. got a number of different ball crushers up here. Yeah, we're seeing some. Uh, it's like a nutcracker with plexiglass. You got some. Uh, a lot of wing nut kind of things here. Ouch! That one looks. That one just looks like it's for walnuts. That one looks kind of... like it's for walnuts. So that one looks like it has zero give. Not that the plexiglass has give, but the plexiglass is more for your viewing pleasure. Yeah, and it, it, it was a pleasure too because they were like he got them pretty damn flat. I have to say. Wow. Do you think that's impressed. healthy? Um. <laughs> oh wow, this I, one's I, I big. think if they're oh, not, wow. you know, he's not like he's sleeping in it. Yeah, you're right. You know, he's wearing it for five or ten minutes. And then he takes it off. I think that if he were to wear it, you know, day in and day out, yeah. But also, is it his his comfort level? It's not like I'm there tightening the screws down myself. As much as you'd like to, even though you I are would, yelling, I tighten those like screws to. down, you pussy. <laughs> as long as there's a safe word, right? Right, right. That you know, I, whenever I see something like this, and, and we got these pictures pulled up here, and whenever I see something like this, I think you know, there's there's people that wear this stuff. There's people that put it on and wear it, and you know, that's cool. But who are the guys like casting the metal and building this and and putting it together and this is this is the just it's always so interesting to me. Yeah, going back to the old you, ball crusher factory, honey. Like I'll see you later tonight. Chastity devices, probably. It sounds like. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Look at this. Yeah, we're seeing a number of different ball yeah. crushing I w- devices. Yeah, I wouldn't here. assume that all those are made by men either. No. It's made- <laughs> <laughs> This, uh, um, so let's see, I have a question. What is, what has, um, being in this industry done to your personal life as far as intimacy with, with somebody in your real life? Um, well, I'm very open-minded. Um, so my partner needs to be as well an adventurous, um, I was married when I first started doing phone sex. I got divorced five years ago, and I'm with a new guy, and he's fantastic. I think it takes a special man to have a woman that does what I do and not to feel threatened or jealous or, you know, I mean, if the shoe were on the other foot and he were, he was watching women, you know, play with dildos all day, that would not fly with me. <laughs> really? So it's definitely a double standard. Absolutely not. Really? I wouldn't like it. No. No. Wow. Why so, is that? Uh, by the way, his surprise is ridiculous because <laughs> 99% of people would say the same exact thing you just said would not be cool with the opposite sex constantly playing with themselves in front of my partner. Totally understandable. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And if I hadn't been doing this so long when I met my boyfriend, maybe I would have considered maybe changing careers. But I love what I do. So that wasn't going to change based on the fact that he might be uncomfortable with it. It took us a little while to settle into it, you know, as a couple. But, you know, he definitely benefits from it. Um, (laughs) 
we have a lot of fun sexually together. Um, he's highly sexual as well. He gets to partake in helping me make some of my my videos and picture sets and things. Luckily, he has a he has a nice cock for that. Good for you. Yeah. <laughs> so I, we try to you know I try to include him when I can and when it's appropriate. And you know he comes home and he asks me about my day and I'll. You know, sometimes I'll give him a few of the highlights or I'll show him a picture. And you he's ever seen just a like, ball oh. crusher? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't take a picture of that one, unfortunately. I'm sure I you'll have another pictures. chance. I always ask permission to take pictures and things, but um, I don't even, I think I was so in awe, it didn't even occur to me to take a take a click of that one. <laughs> right, right. So I, I don't not to, um, what, what, what line of work is, is he in? He's a chef. Okay, okay. Interesting. What do you think it is about him that allows him to be cool with a, a girlfriend? Or, or did, I'm sorry, did you guys get married too? Or you, no, no. Oh, just, We're so, just, yeah, boyfriend, what, girlfriend. So what do you think about is, is about his personality that allows him to be cool with a girlfriend in this line of work? Um, I guess because he's my number one and he knows it. You know, we were very, very good to each other. He treats me like a queen and he is my king. And I don't ever let him forget that. And even though I am exposed to all this and seeing this all day, every day, it's not like when we go to bed at night, I'm thinking about the ball crusher. Right, right. You know? Um, Especially when Steve from Oklahoma is out there. (laughs) That's the guy you're thinking about. (laughs) Yeah. He's the one that won't be able to wear underwear tomorrow. Jeez. (laughs) <laughs> but yet if he were to be doing the same thing you you're not you're not okay with that if he was in the same line of work no no i wouldn't like it at all but i'm not against him you know watching porn or like he got this little uh i don't know what the hell they're called that you put your phone in it and you wear it on your face and it looks like a 3d oh yeah like a, like a vr headset type of thing yeah 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 he got one of those and I'm like, hey, baby, let's put on some porn while you watch that, and I'll, like, take care of you, and it will look like, you know, somebody else doing it or two girls doing it. You know, I'm really adventurous. I want him to have as much fun sexually as as, as he can in this life, right. you know? Um, so I'm really open-minded, and, yeah, a lot of, you know, women, I think, are threatened by a woman in my position. Like, I have some magic bag of tricks, you know, and, like, damn right I do. Yeah, I do. You're right. I do. <laughs> That's you true because that you peel back the curtain and you know intimately what a whole bunch of different guys are looking for. So that gives you, uh, you know, insight and perspective that many, many, most women do not have. That's cool. absolutely. Yeah. So he gets to benefit from that, and you know, we're, we're just like any other couple, except for I have to lie about what I do. So, um, to new people, not to the old right, people right. in my life, but the new, new ones, I lie. Yeah. Um, sorry, Greg's trying to give me hand signals as far as like, what's what, what like how, what international, direction? international symbol for, I just tried to ask him a question. Yeah. You know, I have, I do have, I do have a couple more questions though. Yeah. Um, sure. we were just talking about equipment, you know, like the ball crusher for the, for the callers, but I wonder how big of a deal is the equipment on your end? And like, I'm not talking about like the dick shape stuff I'm talking about like the headset the phone the laptop like is that a big deal in your line of work I'm just curious about what like are you an expert on different models of headsets and whatnot or? 
Yeah, actually, I kind of am, because um, I've been through them all, I feel like. Really expensive ones, really cheap ones. Um, my favorite is a it's a GE brand. It's about $20, $25. Um, they only last me about three or four months. And then, but GE offers a one-year money-back guarantee on their product. So nice. I ship I ship it back with a nice little letter saying, I love your product, but it just isn't made to last. And then they send me a new one. So you're, in, um, that's brilliant. That's awesome. But a lot of girls uh, use their cell phones. I don't like that. Um, the sound quality isn't as good. You get more dropped calls. Um, I don't really want to have, you know, the radiation <laughs> up against oh, my head right. eight hours a day. So I got a landline really early on, and it makes a big difference with the quality of sound and that kind of thing. Wow. Um, the laptop, yeah, I mean, I could do this with just my phone if I need to when there have been times where I've lost internet or power or whatever, and so I will use just my cell phone. But um, I... I have an iPad too, and I use that quite a bit. So, so on all those things for me, luckily, you can also do it on the there are there are write offs for me, so that's nice. Oh really? So <laughs> yeah. so I mean, I'm thinking of the word ergonomics. What does ergonomics mean to a phone sex operator? I mean, you're doing it for are are you doing it for hours a day? I wanted to ask you that earlier. I know you said before you spend a ton of time on standby, but now that you're a vet, you it sounds like maybe you know when the calls are coming in, and you're only working like 15 hours a week or something. No, I probably work between, I used to keep track, but I don't anymore, probably 25 to 35 hours a week. You don't know when the calls are going to come in. Um, Tuesdays, for some reason, have been always traditionally slow, so Tuesdays is one of my days off, Um, but you just, you don't know, and I like to be next to my computer because if someone messages me on Skype, I'm there to receive that because they might want to check in with me or whatever before they actually call. So I feel like most days I am kind of tethered to my computer, whether I'm on a call or not, but it's also about messaging and keeping in contact and working, you know, making content, making videos, making picture sets, because I can sell pictures and video sets anytime. I don't have to be on a call. I don't have to be logged in. I don't have to be available. That's just passive income for me, which is, hello. Passive income. <laughs> That's that, awesome. That is awesome. So th- these guys are only contacting you through the night flirt thing. So like if you're at the grocery store, your phone isn't buzzing like, hey, Summer, I want to talk to you in five minutes. I just put the ball crusher on. Do you not get that type of thing outside of when you're tethered to the laptop at home? No, um, we Night Flirt just implemented a Night Flirt chat, which is kind of nice. So a message like that would go to my cell phone and give me a, like a text notification. Um, but I don't, I don't have my calls on unless I am at home and I am ready and I am, you know, can give this person a hundred percent of my attention. I'm not one of those ones that's driving down the road and trying to take a call <laughs> or at the grocery store. Or whatever, you know. I mean, they're gonna know. They're gonna hear that shit in the background. I'll take a, like, I'll I'll take a number like, five with a small fry. <laughs> yeah. yeah, tighten it up. No, baby. no, not your small fry, baby. You're huge. You're huge. No, fry. no, but I do want a small fry. Don't make it big. <laughs> exactly. Like you're not gonna feel special like that, right? <laughs> no, no, no. Not that I thought you would be taking a call in the grocery store, but I was thinking that. Do you get like a direct? Like, does Bob from Oklahoma send you like? 
I want to stick it inside you. And you're like in line at Whole Foods and you get a text notification that says that or to just say night flirt notification, Bob1642 wrote a note. Yeah, basically it will say that. And if I want to go into Night Flirt to respond to that message, I can. Normally I don't. If I'm out of the house, it means I'm enjoying my own personal time away. Yeah. Um, So if I'm gone, I'm just gone. You know, if they're trying to set something up for later, then sometimes I'll respond saying, okay, yeah, this time works for me. Um, But I'm not like... I'm not working if I'm out of the house because that's my only private time. When I'm home, you know, if a message pops up, I'm going to answer it. No matter what time of the day or night it is, if I see it come up and I'm able, then I'm doing that. And then that's me working. So it's not fair to me or to my boyfriend if we're out and I'm still trying to shuffle, you know, manage other men while I'm spending time with him. That's not fair. And your your clientele probably has an idea of what your hours are, right? And I imagine... The most active time is like when people are out of work during the day. So like guys are calling dinner time or li- or even later. I imagine this is more likely to be, you know, a late night activity. You know, when I was in Oregon, I was available a lot more. And because it was a three hour time difference there. So I kind of had an edge when I was in Oregon. Because if I'm logging in, you know, at noon there, it's three o'clock East Coast time. Um and I would be on much, much later. So I would be on, you know, till sometimes three o'clock in the morning, East Coast time. Wow. And that was probably the biggest thing to get used to when I moved to Florida is now I'm in the same time zone as everybody that calls me. Um, but I still, usually I'm on from about noon to, I don't know, five, six, seven, eight. That's it. <laughs> Somewhere in there. Yeah, I don't. I don't really, I don't take late night calls anymore. I'm in bed by 10 o'clock now. Something about being closer to the equator, I think. I'm tired. That's funny. It's hot down here. It'll take your legs right out. I love how much of your schedule you are making. Like, you're really writing the rules here for this. Well, and part of the reason that it's awesome doing what I do is that I have flexibility in my schedule. Mm -hmm. You know, when I worked for someone else, I was in the medical field for years and it, you know, just to get off to go to a doctor's appointment was a big fucking ordeal. And then they, you know, they make you feel bad and all this other crap. You're losing time. Um, if I don't want to work one day, I don't. But I also have to hold myself accountable and know how much I need to make. There's no boss telling me, hey, log in or, you know, take care of business. Um, so you have to be highly motivated to make something like this work because you can do it from home in your pajamas if you want to. Right. What, what advice would you give to any, um, anyone else out there thinking that they're going to like, that they want to get into this? Um, I've helped a lot of girls along the way. Um, and none of them could hack it. Everybody thinks that this is easy and that you just sit around on your couch eating bonbons and moaning into the phone. Although that does happen sometimes. (laughs) Sometimes you get to take a bath while somebody plays their saxophone for you. Yes. But it is a business and you have to be smart and you have to be diligent. Um, And it honestly, I've helped four women, I think, attempt to do this. And every time they give it about a week and they're like, nope. I'm done. I thought, you know, you make it look easy. I thought it was going to be easy money. It's not. I'm done. 
And what do you think the through line, like, if you were to meet somebody, what is that spark that you're looking for that you're going to be like, you got this, kid. Yeah, you like, could be the best. Like, when you're thinking, am I going to help her get in? Or you're like, nope, she wouldn't cut it because she doesn't have this or, or what? I guess time is the main thing. You know, a lot of women say, oh, yeah, I could totally do that. I'm just going to do it part-time on the weekends. You're never, ever going to build your name. You're never going to get enough regulars to make this business work. You have to devote so much time in the beginning to get your regulars, to get your, you know, your ratings built up. Um, And everybody thinks it's just going to be so easy, but it's a matter of time usually. You have to have, a, you know, they say a minimum of 35 hours a week, I think, is what Night Flirt says that they require from you, I believe. Um, But like I said, I was putting in 65 hours a week. And that really showed, obviously. Yeah, it really showed. I like that you're saying it's, it's time spent because it is a job. And I think that sort of illusion you find it with people that look at others who might do maybe like a sport or even like gamblers. Somebody who's a gambler, you look at a gambler, a professional like poker player, and you think, ah, that's just easy money. He plays a couple hands of cards. No, that guy's playing thousands of hands of cards a week, and it's like a 40-hour week, and he's playing like little bits at a time. It's If you want anything at all that you do to give you fruit, you have to treat it like a job. You have to give it the time. There's no such thing as easy money, and it's the exactly. same for, uh, for phone sex operations. They say, they say it takes <laughs> 10,000 hours to become an expert at something, and I think... For phone sex operators, it's probably 10,000 minutes. 10,000 minutes. <laughs> to, be, to be honest, you're probably approaching 10,000 hours. If, you're, if, if it averages out to like 40 hours a week, you know, 60 at the beginning. It's and like five like years. 25. She's probably over that. You're probably a master. You are a master at the phone sex operations. I think so. I, I, would argue, I would argue, by the way, that you haven't left the medical field because I'm pretty sure uh, high-intensity jerk-off instruction is well within the medical field <laughs> range. It's an extracurricular. You know, I, I definitely think that my medical field experience has definitely given me an edge. Um, any woman in the medical field, usually if I, if I have a kinky guy and he's like, God, I just can't meet you know the right woman, I'm like, go for a nurse. <laughs> because oh. people in the medical field, you know, they're used to working under pressure. They like adrenaline. They're not squeamish. They're smart most of the time. Um, and I think that's totally given me an edge here. I think so, and and that's inter- That's an interesting perspective. I've never never would have would have thought of that. Um, let's see, what do we have? Uh, we are going on. Are you strapped for time or anything? Like how much how much are you allowing us here for for this interview? Uh, whatever, I'm okay. cool. Cool. Excellent. I have I have a few guys waiting, but they're okay. Yeah, that's part of the that's part <laughs> of the experience for them. You got to make them yeah. wait. <laughs> So That's um, right. we want to just take a moment to make sure that we've like covered all our bases and because the worst thing would be to get off the phone with you and then go, damn, we should have uh, asked X, Y, Z. I know one of the things that we would really, really appreciate if you could give us like a... Um, just a taste. Just a taste. But what, what, I'm, what I think more importantly, <laughs> what we're looking for is if we can have a, uh, like a sound bite that we could pull from this interview and then use... At, at, at given points, I think that would be a lot of fun. So if you could give us something like, uh, you are listening to Road Soda with Isaiah and Cooper, like in just Isaiah Cooper and, and Greg McGinnis. Well, let me write that down. Hold okay. 
<laughs> I think that that is going to be a lot. Or of if fun. you have an idea of what might sound better, something that we could put like maybe in an intro, definitely the intro to this app. To this app, yeah. That would be pretty sweet. I mean, you're the you're the professional here. You you take the creative we'll leave it license. Up to you. you 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 do what you got to do. Okay, you're listening to Rosetta with who? What are your guys' names? I'm Isaiah Cooper. And Greg McGinnis. Okay, so I got all that. And so, okay. what? What? You want me to say more than that, though, right? If you think, if you have anything else, just I don't know. Um, I, I, whatever you can think of, we've never. Uh, this is something that Greg Greg had the idea to do, and I, I really like. It. I think it could be fun. You're listening to Road Soda with, or or, or Welcome Back to Road Soda with Greg McGinnis. <laughs> anything like that? Yeah. You know, we just want to get a little taste of the of the pro voice, if that's all right. You know. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah, yeah. You're listening to Road Soda with Isaiah Cooper and... Oh, shit, I fucked it up. (laughs) (laughs) All right, take two. Here we go. McGinnis. I was going to say McGuire. That's why I stopped. (laughs) Greg McGuire. (laughs) You're listening to Road Soda with Isaiah Cooper and Greg McGinnis. I like it. Nice. Here, let's try it. Hold on. What do you you think? Maybe... um... Uh, how about quit playing with your dick and balls and, and, and strap on your ball yeah. crusher it's yes. time for road soda yeah yeah let's do that one strap on your ball crusher it's time for road soda road soda yeah 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 okay alright strap on your ball crusher it's time for road soda with Isaiah Cooper and Greg McGinnis that was awesome wait now I thought of one more thing can you do like like the you know if if a guy's got a ball crusher on I'm assuming maybe you do like uh, what my wife calls with me my training voice and maybe you could say this is you could say summer or summer XXS or you, like this is summer XXS put it's time to strap on that ball crusher it's time for road soda yeah 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 that, that. okay all right. This is Summer XXX. It's time to strap on that ball crusher and listen to Road Soda. Awesome. That was great. That Perfect. was great. <laughs> that is great. What do you think? Is there anything else that you would like uh, us to include? Are there any? We've kind of gone through our questions, and, and based on what you're telling us, I feel like I, the only pretty... thing I can think of is that I did touch on the fact that my kids know what I do, mm-hmm. but I did not say that they are in their 20s I don't want people to think I have little kids running around playing with like ball crushers you know <laughs> right. <laughs> that's the only thing I can think of that might want some clarification okay. I don't want you guys to get any like hate mail like oh this bitch is a you know yeah, pedophile well, yeah, yeah. or some shit you have adult children and they're you know you're your own person at this did point did we so I don't even know if you mentioned it. she did oh she, she did, did. Yeah. okay I missed that I I'm did too, yeah because yeah, I said all my my friends and family and my kids know what yeah. I do that's oh, a good yeah. catch, yeah. Thank you. I mean, I just kind of thought that your, their kids would be older if you let them in into that world. But thank you for the clarification. We'll definitely uh, have that in there. Um, I have one. Do you ever have? Sorry, Greg's trying to play footsies with me under the table over I'm here. I'm getting the voice got me in the mood now. Oh, you're a foot guy. <laughs> He's Ooh. a uh oh oh. I um, like foot guys. So you oh do you, you do get a lot of uh, foot guys? What about do you ever have anybody that is into like uh, flatulence? <laughs> um, why? Okay, actually, yes, but but I I never could do it. Like you couldn't? Well, could you can't fart, fart on command. I don't get no. it. No, <laughs> I mean even if I needed to, I wouldn't do it because it's just too embarrassing. I do. When you guys okay. asked me about weird stuff, I forgot to mention. Um. 
there's I have a handful of guys that used to call me to listen to me sneeze. What? Wow. <laughs> wow. That is just awesome. I love super obscure, like how the fuck does that even happen? Yeah, how does that how does that become something that, that gets you going? I have no idea. Other than I could see if like maybe in their teenage years or something, maybe they were fucking a girl and she sneezed while you know, because your yeah. body like tenses up, it like grips, you know? Yeah, okay. That that's the only thing that I can how to sexualize a sneeze. I just I don't know. You got hit in the head with a baseball, right, when he was coming and sneezing I, at the same time. I did time. see, what was the movie? That It's a kind of a big movie where the girl pukes while she's banging him. And he was like, that constriction, he was like, oh, dude, that was the best. <laughs> so you know, was... that's funny. I don't remember what movie that was either. But when my boyfriend and I first started dating, um, we'd been together, I don't know, maybe six months or something. And we got drunk one night, and I ended up throwing up. And, you know, like bent over the toilet throwing up. And then the next day I'm like, how come you didn't come in and try to fuck me? Like that probably would have been really good for you. <laughs> Jeez. Awesome. And he's awesome. like, no thanks. He's Damn, like, I don't know. Pat. I'm sorry. <laughs> that is, um, that's really funny. He that's, said, I talked I was, about it with my phone sex girl and she didn't think that would be good for our relationship is what he was thinking. Yeah, but he didn't do, want to say that. Yeah. How do you, how do you meet somebody now? Like when you, when you, you, you have this boyfriend now of six months, how do you, are you going to bars? Are you, uh, how does this happen? No, actually, we've been together for five years. Um, I met him before I was technically divorced, although Ooh. we were already, we were divorcing. Mm. And I started putting ads on Craigslist just to, um, you know, to meet guys. Like, I wanted to go out. I've been married most of my life, and I wanted to go out and go on dates, but I didn't really want to have, like, a, fucking e-harmony profile like oh i have all this baggage and i'm not quite divorced yet and my you know my soon-to-be ex-husband's living in my spare room and <laughs> i didn't know how to put that into a profile so i just posted an ad on craigslist um looking for you know where everybody leaves their baggage behind some fun yes. and so Thank i did you. that for like i don't know a month probably i would go out and we would have dinner if it was great we would have that you know we'd have sex it was fun and then at once that got old real quick and then I had posted an ad in the strictly platonic section um saying you know I just want to go out for a drink I will buy my own drink you don't have to pay for me I just want some adult conversation and you know some laughs and my guy responded wow and Check that's that how we and met we all know what strictly platonic means we didn't have sex that first night. No, I did give him an awesome hand job in the back seat. An old fashioned? <laughs> wow. What a hand lady. Jobs, Was it at the drive in? Hand jobs are my specialty. <laughs> Is it at the drive? Did he hide it in a bag of popcorn at the drive in? <laughs> no, he was just, I told him, let's skin the back seat and fool around. So we yeah. did. Wow, what a what a gal! You know they don't make them like you anymore. I'll tell you that. It's hard to make friends. Let me tell you guys. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So um, I I think we've gone through all the questions that I had, and I think Greg, did we cover all the questions? Yeah, I feel really good. Like we got a good, uh, we got a nice basis for you know what the job is and and who you are, Summer. And I think. This is pretty fun. I think we yeah. covered the bases. Absolutely. Awesome. And I had a I had a blast. So thank you, I, thank you, Summer. That's great. And we're glad that you. Ha I think this is a great uh, first interview for 
um, coming back into this realm of interviews. Also, you are always welcome. If you if something happens, something crazy happens, you ha- you get some more stories, or maybe sometime uh, after this interview, you might go, man, I should have talked about that or that or that. You're always welcome on the show. That would be great. But uh, for everybody listening, uh, follow Summer XXX Fun on Twitter.com or not Twitter.com, but just if you're on Twitter, you can follow her at Summer XXX Fun. Of course, her profile on Night uh, Night Flirt is Summer XXX. So if you want to reach out to her and um, experience. Her services for yourself. That's how you can do it. Uh, thank you, Summer. Thank you awesome. so much. Thank you, guys, and good luck. Thank you. Thank you. Awesome. Nice to meet you, Summer. Thanks a lot. Samuel L. Johnson here one last time. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. You know, my mama always told me, your dick ain't going to grow itself, and now I'm telling that to you. I'm here to grow your dick. Come on down to www.biggerdickpills.com. And get a bigger dick today. And we'll catch you on the next road soda.